You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan, and please call him Sully, every day on Locked on MLB for a unique look at the majors both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from Locked on MLB and this network team of local experts. Subscribe to the Locked on MLB podcast today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Joining us on today's episode of Locked on Phillies, a now recurring guest uh, from philliesnation.com, the deputy editorial director uh, Destiny Legardo, who, as I mentioned, has been on before. Destiny, how are you doing today? Doing well, Dan. Hope you're doing well, too. Hopefully I, the Phillies win today. So hopefully we're doing well again tomorrow. Yeah, well, that's it's it's a day to day game, right? It's you know, and this season has been a long one. A lot of wins followed by losses, losses followed by wins, a lot of hovering around 500. And yet uh, with just a, a little less than two weeks to play here, 11 games to go, to be exact, they're still in the playoff race, mathematically, the level of belief varies across the fan base and depending on who uh, you talk to. Uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. But I have to ask, because last time I talked to you was much earlier in the season and you had really, for the most part, only covered a team during a pandemic season. You've been uh, at the ballpark for the majority of the home games this year with fans in the crowd. You've kind of seen the progression of no fans to partial crowds to larger partial crowds to now a full ballpark. Sometimes, and you know, and sometimes the attendance isn't so great, depending on how the team is doing. But you've seen some highs, you've seen some lows. Just kind of tell me more about what that experience uh, has been like and, you know, how different this has been from last year. And then then we'll kind of, you know, dive into the team here. Yeah, it's so strange for me to think about it when I was doing this last year. It was obviously my first year covering the team in person and everything was just like flipped on its head. Like they had spring training in Philadelphia. They had no fans. Like everything that was normal to me or normal to everybody else was not, it wasn't happening. And then what was normal to me was different because then everything kind of, I would say, quote unquote, got back to normal at some point. But yeah, it's really nice to have fans back in the stands. The one thing I I do miss about there being no fans is like the, when the ball kind of clicks off the seats, like it was a, it was a very unique sound. And I do think fans are really bad at judging fly balls when they're at the game because they could think it's a home run and it's barely, it barely even reached the warning track. But yeah, I know yesterday they couldn't even reach 19,000 fans. And, you know, you could look at that number and say, well, in 2007, 2008, they were selling out the place. Um, But attendance has been really down all year. And, I would say, even though they're only getting a few fans, it's still, still a pretty lively crowd. So it's really nice to have the fans back. It's, I guess it's disappointing. There were so many expectations this year, but the, the team's kind of really painful to, to follow and cover. Um, so yeah, it's, it's cool to see them back. Hopefully they have a playoff team to cheer for next week. Well, I was going to say, you know, the team has been certainly from a fan's perspective, painful and they're, it's been a large roller coaster throughout the course of the year. No shortage of storylines, though. Like you just take last night, it was their 12th walk off of the year. I didn't even realize that's now tied for the major league lead. Ironically, them and the yeah. Rockies have t- are tied for the major league lead in walk offs. They lead all of baseball with 30 blown saves. Now, some of those have come in the same game. And 
you can point to that stat and say, well, that's why they've blown so many games, even though you could get two or three blown saves in the same game. So it, there's not been a lack of interesting things to mention. Like it, it's always something new with this team, it feels like, or sometimes something that happened the week before, the week before that. A lot of winning streaks. You kind of saw the high when I think about that first week in August and then the increased crowds into the high 30, low 40,000s for that Mets series back in August. All of that in totality leads to where they are right now, which is three back uh, with 11 to play. Uh, what is your, you know, your confidence level that this could actually be a playoff team? Or are you already saying like, hey, this is we know what this team is. They're going to fall a little bit short, probably hover around 500 right to the end here. I think during the Miami series was when I came to the point where I said, I'll believe it when I see it just because, you know, they, they were on top of the division at some point in August and then they let it slip away and it's happened so many times. And they were also dealing with Reese being out for the whole year, F1 being out for the whole year. It didn't really look likely that they were going to reach first place in the Braves where they had that really hot August. And then somehow during the Mets series, they could have left New York going in first place and now they're three back um if they really have a shot what they have to do is get into within like one and a half games when they go to Atlanta it's going to be it's a little weird because they're going to make up that San Diego game and then they have that the Atlanta Braves had that game against Colorado that they didn't play so perhaps it could come down to a random game between the Rockies and Braves that decides the division so you know, they're, I guess the team's confident with where they are. If, if they're three games back, then they're going to say, oh, we can control their own. We, we control our own destiny. But really, it's going to be hard to sweep the Atlanta Braves the final week of the year. The Braves are one of those teams that have been filling their ballpark. It's going to be tough to really beat them. Um, so it starts tonight. They got to win and then they got to also pick up a game or two um, over these next few days because they can't come into Atlanta expecting to have a real chance if they're three games back or four and a half games back or whatever. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights in your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, TV shows, all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content, it varies by package. Slow is just right if you're on vacation. A sloth or describing QuickBooks. More like slow books. It sucks you in and it slows you down in the manual process. Integration difficulties and glitchy delays that you leave you scrambling for the numbers you need. Now is the time to make the switch to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one financial system because NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. It's everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your process and close your books in no time, no matter how big your business grows. Failing to switch to NetSuite will leave you stuck trying to make sense of your books while your competitors sprint ahead. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control since making the switch over to NetSuite. And right now, special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program 
only for those ready to switch today. Head to NetSuite.com slash locked on right now. Get special financing at NetSuite.com slash locked on. One last time, that's NetSuite.com slash locked on. Yeah, needing to sweep Atlanta and then also take care of business in Miami, which we also know they never seem to find a way to do. So we'll get to that uh, in just a minute. What has been the most, the highest point, whether it's something you saw specifically covering the team or what you feel has been the high point of the season, uh, the low point of the season, like what's been most frustrating to you? I mean, one of the things, at least for me, has been, you know, I kind of just joked about it there this still lack of ability to beat the Marlins, especially in Miami. I'm going to look back on this season and say, well, when they fall a few games short, it's not going to be like, you're going to hear the same thing, whether it's from Girardi or guys on the team, you know, a few things break our way down the stretch, but it's easy to say, Hey, go back to that series in August where they got swept by the diamondbacks and the Braves just took the first two from then. Then how about that series after the trade deadline where you lose two or three to the pirates. And I know they have them again this coming weekend. Like you can only cling to the, or losing three or four to the Rockies just a few weekends ago. Like you can only cling to the easy schedule thing so much if you don't take care of business against those teams and the consistent hovering around 500 where they tease you with winning streaks and kind of resort back almost makes it more infuriating for me to watch day in and day out. What has been the most aggravating thing I'll say for you, but also the high point, because we've seen a lot of positive and cool things throughout the course of the season. I was actually just like reflecting over the past couple of days of, all the weird things that have happened this season, whether it's like the Luke Williams walk-off home run or the fact that they've had 12 walk-offs in total or some of the things that happened early in the season, weird ways that they've found ways to win games high and low. So what are you reflecting on, if you have at all, uh, so far about this season? Yeah, I'll start on a positive note. I think the clear high note was that New York Mets series when they filled the ballpark for alumni weekend and they were just surging. It kind of it made Phillies fans go back to this time and you know, 07, 08, where this team was a perennial contender and you could feel good about watching Phillies baseball. I just think that's that's kind of just enough for fans. Like feeling good is is kind of it means the world to them. So it it was really nice to see, you know, the a, a Phillies Mets rivalry because I, I really enjoyed the 2007 season where those two two teams were going back and forth. So it made me feel like these next few weeks that's gonna happen. And then of course the Phillies slip and the Mets slip. So it's the Braves division to lose, but yeah, there was that Brad Miller walk-off against the nationals was pretty spectacular. It was just, you know, one moment to, to think about the Luke Williams walk-off. There are some really cool individual moments this season that I think it's there. It's good to remember, but um, as far as the low points, it, there's a lot to, to think about. I think about that Sunday and maybe even people can consider this a high point, the Sunday where, um, the news came out that four players were out with COVID. Um, it kind of, kind of just like they had so much momentum in that series, and then it was just like, oh, like really put a this, damper on the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, this whole cloud over them of somehow COVID is gonna gonna ruin whatever they're doing, and that's kind of what happened. But then you know the guy stepped up, and they one without Nola, one without Bohm, one without Brogdon, but. Um, low points I think about that Arizona series they just look completely disinterested couldn't hit off the worst pitchers you could possibly face um no energy and a crowd that's less than 10,000 people it's just not good baseball to watch and it's it's happened a lot you know the the Rocky series too where they just 
you know, there's two Rocky series where they really struggled, but just struggling against bad teams is just really infuriating because they have so much top talent. Um, they don't have a lot of depth, but at the very least, they should be able to at least put up a 500 record against some of these teams and maybe even like crush them. But um, and that's going to be the difference between whether they get to the playoffs or not. Like we're going to look back and say like, they didn't like what you said, they're not, they didn't beat these teams. So um, that's a low point. There's plenty. If I, if I have a little, if I have like an hour to reflect on like every low point and write them down, I feel like I could, I could write a good article about that, but yeah, there's some high points, some low points, but hopefully I guess there's more high points to report on down the, the stretch next couple weeks. In, yeah. yeah. In like the next 11 games, what do you make? So a weird stat that I figured out last night was the fact that, and cause you were hitting on the lack of depth and, you know, one of the reasons, at least in my opinion, that this team is not deep enough and they came into the season with this problem was the starting rotation. We've seen them go to this bullpen game. Sometimes it's Matt Moore. Sometimes it's Adonis Medina in the case of last night, since the beginning of August, they are, the Phillies are seven and one in like when the five spot comes up, whether it's any of the combination of those things. And when it's Zach Wheeler, they're at, or they're seven and two rather. And there's six and three in those games with Zach Wheeler, like as bad as you would think they are. And as much of a struggle as that has been the fact that they've like, if you said at the beginning of August, they're going to go seven and two or seven and three or eight and two in those games, you would think they have a pretty good shot. Is it, just weird baseball that's leading to that and is it even more infuriating the fact that there's still a few games back in spite of the fact that they've managed to pull out wins in those games yeah it's such a such a weird stat because before this year we were thinking about oh the, the starting rotation this top three could carry them and then somehow you know nola struggles Eflin misses the second half so i mean this so, i that the whole stat like it's just so strange that they could somehow find a way to win with, you know, Matt Moore sometimes he'll give you a good start, but for the most part, they, the, it's weird how the offense somehow they come alive when the pitching staff isn't, isn't well. And then when, you know, if Nola plays a good game or somehow they're, they're not scoring any runs. So I, that is like the weirdness of baseball, but it's also like the weirdness of this Philly season. I feel like there's so many different stats that we could point to and say, how, how the hell does that work? How that the hell did that happen? Sense, yeah. doesn't make any sense, but I guess maybe it gives you a little confidence that they could pull off some sort of victory in Miami because they have a bullpen game because, you know, they, they struggled with Suarez on the mound, but I, I do think they could count on him, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. And it makes, it makes those bullpen games interesting because yeah, yesterday there was both teams were going out with the bullpen. It's like, Oh, like how, like how long is this game is going to be? Are they going to win? But somehow they, they made it interesting, but that's, that's just the weirdness of the Philly season to you. They step up when their number five spot is on, but then when Zach Wheeler comes, it's, it's really hard to get hits. I share a bed with a pro bowl quarterback, an Olympic swimmer, and a national women's soccer star. I should explain. When I heard how many elite athletes sleep on Molecule Mattress and call it their best sleep ever, I ordered one for myself, and they were spot on. I'm no elite athlete. I do, you know, dabble in some baseball. Sometimes I'll play some pickup basketball. But I'm not like these pro athletes. And the best part is that, you know, whether you're exercising frequently, infrequently, I bet you experience, you know, 
hot night sweats, wake up with a sore, stiff back or neck. Well, not with Molecule Mattress. Molecule Sleep Sciences literally created the world's most perfect mattress. It's unlike any other mattress in a box. It's cool to the touch, not like other foam mattresses. It has six times the airflow of my old mattress, so it keeps me cool all night. It has zone reflex layers that adjust with me in all my weird sleep positions, so I'm never awoken with this stiff neck or that sore back that I mentioned before. And it's anti-microbial. Molecule Mattress is how elite athletes and myself, Dan Wilson, get the best sleep ever. Sleep on your Molecule Mattress risk-free for 100 nights. If you don't have your deepest, most restorative sleep ever, just return it. Visit onmolecule.com and save 20% with promo code Locked On. Again, save 20% with promo code Locked On at onmolecule.com. This episode of the Locked On Phillies podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the cart, the parts rather, on their computer, choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to RockAuto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. You can save 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. They have everything you can need: brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even that new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all of the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Yeah, um, and you would have expected a Phillies-Orioles game with that many bullpen innings resulted in like some weird, you know, 20-run combined scoring output. It was a 3-2 to two game in 10 innings. That, that as Cliff Lee once said, uh, that's baseball, I suppose. In yeah. terms, yeah, um, big picture on this season because I've, in terms of like the whole reflecting thing, or how did we get to this point? I think about a few key points along the way, one being the trade deadline when they went and got Kyle Gibson, but that was the only starting pitcher they got. And they also added Ian Kennedy, who's been a disappointment since being added to this roster. I think back to last offseason where. They tried to address this rotation with Matt Moore and Chase Anderson and brought back Vince Velasquez and Anderson and Velasquez aren't even on the team anymore. And Moore, I don't think anyone would argue has worked as a starting pitcher. They're going with the Donis Medina and bullpen games instead of him. How much of where the Phillies currently are is, you know, Dave Dombrowski, how much of it was the trade deadline, the offseason, how much of it was just the regime that came before him. And this is what we all expected coming into the season. How much of it is, the way Joe Girardi has managed this team. Like, how are you assessing? Let's say they don't get into the playoffs, which, by the way, I share in the sentiment that I'll believe it when I see it. If this team finds a way to make it to the playoffs, I think it would be surprised. I'll be pleasantly surprised at this point. How much of where the Phillies are at this point? And I think most people would agree that they're expensive and mediocre, and it feels like they've underperformed. And yes, they've dealt with a few injuries here down the stretch, whether it be Eflin or Hoskins or whoever dealing with COVID, whatever you want to point to, how are you kind of divvying up the, like who is responsible for the ultimate output here? Yeah, this is, this is really the burning question. And I think it's unfair to really point the blame on one person because there's so many people you could think of and you could go back years. Um, Like we don't know what Andy McPhail actually did during his time with the Phillies. Um, And he he's not as involved as a president as Dave Dombrowski is. So how much, how much, 
has he done to earn like the you know the point of the the failures at Matt Clintech? It's it's a really it's a really tough question to to really to really answer fully, but I do believe Joe is a part of the problem. Like just today, they brought back Travis Jankowski from the IL, and you could look down this roster and say, like, why is he still here? Maybe it's you could say that about Andrew Knapp. I know the clubhouse loves him, and last year he was very good, but they're probably better off with Marshawn backing up. Um, why is Matt Joyce still here? He hasn't had a hit since June. These are a lot of guys that should probably be, they should, they're a sunk cost and they should probably be DFA'd. Um, and at least have some of the young guys who might contribute next year on this team right now. Um, and I feel like Joe has a part of that, you know, he's, he's a part of that decision-making. So it's, it's frustrating to kind of think about that, but, um, they really didn't hit on a lot of these, you know, a lot of these moves over the off season, you know, Chase Anderson, Matt Moore, um, Brandon Kinsler. It's kind of funny to think about Kinsler because Kennedy was also a minor league invitee and then they, they trade for him and then cut Kinsler. Um, but it's with all that, it's kind of more like a failure of everyone around them. Um, I was rewatching one of the zooms from the off season and Dave Dabrowski talked about how the non-roster invitees, like the, the Kinslers and the Joyce that was pretty much headed by fold and the assistant GM. So he probably didn't have like, you don't really expect Dave Nebrowski to have input on every single move they make, but that was pretty much, you know, folded and his assistant GMs kind of heading that. So I wonder if they changed the process a little bit because they didn't really get much production out of a lot of people. I know Tereus was good for stretches, but he's been overexposed, but yeah, it's, it's tough to, to really like, say like who is to blame because there's so much blame to go around. Like you got to put some blame on the players too. Like Didi Gregorius just not having the year. I know they really needed a shortstop and I did think the the move was a good move because he did so well last year and he was such a good RBI producer for them. But um, you know, the guys had to take responsibility the ones that are struggling for, for what they did this year. Um, so there's some blame to go around the players. Maybe, um, maybe the coaching staff, but yeah, there's, there's so much blame to go around. It kind of also goes back to maybe even 2005. They really haven't developed a lot of, you know, impactful players since they got, you know, Utley, Hamels, Rollins, and all those in those early 2000s, late nineties. But yeah, it's, it's a tough question. A lot of people will be asking who's to blame for this and hopefully they find some solutions because they're running out of time to really put up a productive season. I'll kind of, you know, break it up a little bit here with more of a positive note. One guy who will not be blamed or should not be blamed at the end of the season is Bryce Harper. Is he your nationally MVP as of right now? I think so. I, I don't really see anybody coming close to him. And I, I think a little bit about, you know, the Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado incident. I wonder if this impacts the voting a little bit. And I wonder if just the Padres completely collapsing the way they are, if it, if it helps Harper's case, but, um, you know, I, I watch him every day. I, and it's, you just have to look at the Philly starting lineup every day and see like, wow, like how is this team still in it? And it's because Bryce Harper has been carrying them when he's not getting pitches to hit, he's walking when he's getting one pitch to hit, he'll hit that pitch. Um, he'll hit, he'll hit home runs. He'll, he'll do everything. 
maybe the base running is a little suspect and we we noticed that yesterday um and then he you know, he could also come up with spectacular plays on defense but right now yeah he's my mvp and i'll say this i i remember saying earlier in the year that i don't think harper will ever win mvp with the phillies because he'll have a very good season but there's always going to be like Fernando Tatis or Ronald Acuna that's always overshadowing him because, you know, the trend in the league is to kind of go for the younger player and, you know, the, the flashy superstar and Bryce is kind of, you know, he's still a superstar, but he's not really in the spotlight the way these guys are. So um, yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if he's not the MVP. Betting on baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. 